Hello, I'm Wayne, and this is my Iron Maiden podcast, sponsored by PG Tips Tetrahedron Tea Bags, innovatively designed for a fresher taste. In this episode, I'm looking at Charlotte the Harlot. This is the seventh song on the debut album. In the last show, I looked at Strange World, and uh, I've had some feedback from the show, as usual. Um, I've had a comment from a girl this week, which is nice, uh, although it's about Trevor rather than me. But uh, she was clearly moved by Trevor's poem and actually has uh, requested that she be considered to be with Trevor if he ever does go on an island with some blancmange. Uh, So, yeah, I will pass that on. Um, But I was disappointed I didn't get similar comments about me following my song about wanting to go on holiday to Transylvania, which was in episode five. But anyway, fair play to Trevor, who's clearly got some admirers as a result of his poems, and that's nice that a podcast can affect people in that way. I've also had comments on Dennis Stratton's message to me, which was quite a surprise, and I really enjoyed it and treasure it. Now, I think most people were also interested in what he said in it, but somebody has uh, been a bit critical and said that they went to Farm Foods on Dennis Stratton's advice, um, but they were told that the offer on baked beans that he mentioned, which I think was 12 cans for £4.99, they said that this offer has ended, um, and also that they were out of stock of beans. Now, I don't know when Dennis Stratton recorded that message. Maybe the offer on baked beans was valid when he actually mentioned it, and he perhaps didn't foresee what might be happening in the coming weeks. And yes, stock in supermarkets will be running out. I don't feel that his message or my podcast should be the place to get tips on shopping in supermarkets. I actually would prefer people to focus on the other things in Dennis Stratton's message, like the guitar work and information about the song Strange World. As I've mentioned, on this episode, I'm looking at Charlotte the Harlot. Now, to some people, they might be thinking, what about Sanctuary? which is a song that was number seven on the release in North America. Well, in the UK, Sanctuary was not on the album. It was a single, but it wasn't on the album. As I mentioned on episode two, on the 1998 remaster, Sanctuary appeared as track two in the UK after Prowler. But on original North America releases, at the original time of release, Sanctuary appeared here in the middle of side two. Now, despite the fact Sanctuary wasn't on my vinyl copy in the 1980s, I will be covering the song separately, maybe in a few weeks. Charlotte the Harlot is a more normal song after the last few, um, because, you know, we've had quite a mixture of things, haven't we? With Charlotte the Harlot, it's quite a straightforward structure. It has a verse and a chorus, and it repeats, uh, like it does in Prowler and Running Through. There's also a slow section about halfway through, which is a nice change of pace, and then it builds into a break before returning to the first verse again. I think this might be a controversial statement, but it's probably my least favourite song on the album. Now, I'm not saying that to generate lots of tweets and lots of hate, um, because I know that happens if people give opinions on, on the internet or on podcasts, but I think it shows how strong the album is. And, you know, I don't dislike it that much. I don't hate the song. I just feel it's not as good as most of the others. One of my issues is that the title of the song, Charlotte the Harlot, sounds a bit silly. When I was a boy at school, I used to make words rhyme in my poetry homework. And I feel that sometimes the rhymes 
were just there to make things rhyme rather than to make the, the poem mean anything. I found an old exercise book in my attic and I found a poem that I wrote when I was seven about autumn. Here it is. Falling leaves, the smell of the bonfire. It is true, I'm not a liar. So clearly that's a child's poem. Uh, I'm not claiming that's superb work. Um, But you can tell from the second line that I've just mentioned that because it rhymes with bonfire. And it's quite childish. Even Trevor, who was in my class and was better at poetry, came up with things like Paul Diano can't play piano. Now, that's also a bit silly, isn't it? And and possibly not true. It's just used that term because it rhymes. And I'm mentioning Trevor here so he doesn't get annoyed that I'm talking about poetry without mentioning him. So hopefully he'll be happy with this, even though I'm bringing up a poem from his past that he may not be proud of. So in each of these cases, the rhymes are convenient, but probably don't make the poem good or mean anything even. And I feel that Charlotte the Harlot is a silly title, and they've made the name rhyme just for the sake of it. I mean, if the harlot's name was Pauline, then I might believe it more. I was delighted to receive another message from Dennis Stratton this week. Hello, Wayne. Dennis Stratton here. I hope you're keeping well and staying safe with all what's happening in the world. It's a trying time for all of us, but I'm keeping busy. It's been chaos at farm foods with all this panic buying, but I bought a bumper box of Angel Delight and some Frey Bentos pies, so I should be okay. I've signed up to Netflix so I can watch box sets and I'll do a few jigsaws to keep my mind active. I've got a lovely one of the old town in Frankfurt. It reminds me of when we toured there in 1980 when we supported the band Kiss. I suppose you're covering Charlotte the Harlot in the next episode, Wayne. I like performing that one live. Plenty of backing vocals for me. And there's a great clip of us playing it at the Ruskin Arms that you've probably seen. I used to watch this clip every weekend when I visited my parents for Sunday dinner. They had it on VHS and Betamax and they were very proud. Listening to your podcast has brought back great memories, Wayne. And I got Julian down from the loft the other day. He was my wah-wah peddler, remember? It's nice to have someone to talk to, and we have a jam together now and again after watching episodes of Only Fools and Horses. You may remember I started online dating, but nobody wants to meet up right now. It's not because my profile is boring, but we've all been told to stay in. I've had a few chats with ladies, though. I'm not mentioning yet that I'm Dennis Stratton, just in case some young girls are after a sugar daddy. I've raised my minimum age settings to 30, though, just in case. Anyway, look after yourself, Wayne. Hope you're okay. Speak soon, Dennis. I'm pleased to be getting these messages from Dennis Stratton, and I'm glad he's doing okay at this time. Now, you may be wondering what a harlot is. As a boy, it wasn't a term that I knew, and I'd actually loaned my dictionary out to Trevor, Um, so I couldn't look it up like normal, like I could with the word prowler. So I asked my mum what it was. Um, She looked a bit angry and asked me where I'd heard this word, so I assumed it was bad, and I didn't want to tell her it was through Iron Maiden, because I wanted her to like them and not stop me listening to them. So I told her that I knew a girl who was a harlot. Um, At this news, unfortunately, my mum panicked a little bit and sent me to my room. Um, I didn't really get what was going on, but I just knew it must be a a bad word, so I probably shouldn't use it in the playground. Even on Caroline Blissett. 
After a few days, some people came round with some name badges and asked me some questions. It was quite a confusing time. Nowadays, I can look at Google and I see that the word harlot means a prostitute or a derogatory term for somebody who has many casual sexual encounters or relationships. I hope I can say the word sexual on the show, otherwise I might have to mark the explicit language box before I upload this. Now that's what Google says, but eventually I did get my dictionary back and I saw what it meant. Um, But even then I had to look at what the word prostitute was as well. Um, I think they're called sex workers today. Maybe if the band were to write a similar song today, it would be called Birth of the Sex Worker, which is a better title, I think, and it has an assonant rhyme. Charlotte the Harlot is an unusual song because it's written by Dave Murray. I haven't mentioned him much yet in these podcasts, but he is very important. He's on every Iron Maiden album, so I'll obviously be mentioning him quite a lot in the future. He had long blonde hair and prominent cheekbones, but I think my mum found Steve Harris more attractive with his cheeky grin and curly brown locks. I don't think Iron Maiden were seen as heartthrobs though, not in the same way that people like George Michaels or Kevin Keegan were. Now it became a bit of a joke that Dave Murray only wrote one song every three years in the 1980s. I don't know why this was. Perhaps he became exhausted after writing a song and needed time to recover. Apparently the song is about a real person. I like to think it's a song about them feeling empathy for her predicament rather than a sexist stereotyping and the demeaning of the profession like we saw a little bit in Prowler. I occasionally encounter sex workers and I try to support them in the best way I can and treat them like normal humans. Sometimes this will be me stopping for a chat and trying to give them motivation. Or it might be other things. Maybe in future I'll ask them if they like the word harlot. Sometimes people in minority groups try and reclaim offensive terms to make them less offensive. In the lyrics, there are things like show me your leg and take me to bed. And I think this emphasises the nature of the relationship. It looks like Charlotte is just there to be used and to do what she's told. This is disappointing and I'm uncomfortable listening to this. In the song, her services range from £5 to £10. This was in 1980, of course, so, you know, money has changed since then. In 1980, a Mars bar was 15 pence. Today, this has increased by five times the amount. Relating this in sex worker terms, the £5 mentioned in the song would now be £25, and I don't think you can get much for that today. This suggests that Charlotte was perhaps quite cheap, or it could suggest that the sex worker industry has different demands to that of the confectionery sector, which affects price inflation. Right, I'm going to see what Trevor thinks of the song, and uh, hopefully he's had a chance to think about it and, and come up with a poem for us this week. So I'm going to give him a call now. Hi, Wayne. Hello, Trevor. How are you doing this week? I'm all right. I'm feeling quite good, actually, despite what's going on in the world. Good. Well, you know, it's... Uh, Good to be positive and uh, hopefully you've uh, been thinking about the song Charlotte the Harlot for me so we can talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, Charlotte the Harlot, it's, uh, I like this song. It's uh, got an appropriate primal energy and, a, and it's a nice contrast to the slow ballad before it. Um, they say that she's refined and she has no feelings and I actually see this, that she's uh, quite strong as a character and superior to all these men. Uh, I think you could say that it's possibly an anthem that could be reinterpreted for the fourth wave feminism age. Way? Oh yeah, uh, sorry, Trev. Yeah, um, that's yeah, that I, I agree. And has this uh, inspired any poetry for you this week? Yes, it has. Um, I've used that 
idea of rhyming a name with a, a characteristic or occupation, and I've, I've come up with this poem. Trevor the Clever, show me your brain. Trevor the Clever, show me again. Trevor the Clever, read me a poem. Trevor the Clever, romance is growing. Trevor the Clever, sit by a lake. Trevor the Clever, feed me some cake. Okay, great. Um, thanks for that. So instead of Charlotte the Harlot, you've um, created Trevor the Clever. Yeah, that's right. I thought that was an obvious thing to do. Um, but I've made it... I basically um, took the theme of the song and, you know, where you imagined a girl going on holiday to Transylvania, I've imagined a girl being impressed by my intelligence and us spending some time together. Yeah, that, but that didn't happen, did it? Well, I, I feel that in a poem or any art form, you should show and not tell. Yeah, but it didn't happen, this, did it? This isn't true, this poem. Trevor? Well, it doesn't matter, as I said. Um, but the, uh, the theme of rhyming a name, it reminds me of when we were at school, do you remember? And Thomas Spencer wrote that poem, Wayne the Pain. <laughs> no, no, I don't remember that. Uh, no. So next week we'll be talking about the last song on the album called Iron Maiden. So we'll discuss that and uh, yeah, get thinking of some poems for that, Trevor. And any insight is, is gratefully received. I, I know the listeners appreciate it as much as I do. Um, but yeah, maybe don't talk about things from school. Okay, sorry, Wayne. Yeah, bye. Well, the podcast's growing each week with more listeners and, and comments, which is nice. Um, you know, you can find me on social media. Uh, you can find me at Twitter, at Wayne Maiden, and I've got a Facebook page as well. Um, so, yeah, I'll be posting lots more things in the coming weeks. And, uh, yeah, if, you, if you're listening to me on Apple or Spotify, then you can obviously subscribe or even leave a review if you like. That's, that's nice. Um, but, you know, you don't have to. Some tweets I've had this week. Uh, we've had a tweet from Hawklord, who says that Charlotte the Harlot is his favourite song on the debut album. Uh, as I said at the at the top of the show, um, it's it's not mine. Um, but I've had a few tweets about people liking the songs that I'm covering, so that's that's good that there's varied opinion out there. I've had a tweet from Martin Chuzzlewit, who um, mentions about time travelling Paul Diana. Now. I haven't mentioned him in this episode, and if you've not heard previous episodes, you might be wondering what this is all about, so I, I suggest that you go back and hear other episodes. I think my original speculation came in the Remember Tomorrow episode, um, where I said that Paul Diano couldn't remember what was happening in the future, i.e. tomorrow, uh, unless he'd invented time travel. And then I also mistakenly said that he sang the line, Will Give Me Peace of Mind, um, which suggested he foresaw an album of the same name in the future. Now, in that episode, I made a mistake and uh, realised that, that the lyric I quoted was actually on the Peace of Mind album, so I realised I looked a bit silly there. Um, however, Martin Chuzzlewit has tweeted to say that on the song Wrathchild, which is on the next album with Paul Diano's vocals, he actually sings the line, I know I'll get to find a serious peace of mind. So I actually was correct in my comments on the episode Remember Tomorrow. It's just that I got the wrong song and the wrong lyric. But I knew this was the case. I just yeah made that an error. I mean, what I could do is edit the episode Remember Tomorrow and make it look like I was right all along. But um, I believe in integrity in podcasts. And you can't change the past. That seems a very 
Orwellian thing to do, and Orwellian means something like George Orwell would write, which relates to 1984, particularly in this instance, rather than Animal Farm where they were just pigs on a farm talking. So next week I'm looking at the song Iron Maiden, so that will be exciting. I've come to the end of the album nearly, and thank you for sticking with it, or if you're a new listener, thank you for listening, and I hope you're inspired to go back and listen to earlier episodes. So I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.